And given this goal, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm going to get a cease and desist from O'Reilly all parts, but I've got to say it. Oh, 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 Luther. Aren't you mad? <laughs> oh, that might be his new theme song. We need to turn that into theme song. <laughs> Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we have quite a few things to talk about. First of all, we have some player news. You guys have heard it here uh, during the week, and uh, one piece of news that maybe you may have not heard of, but uh, everyone needs to know uh, something that will be uh, happening here. Also, we're going to be talking about the match, of course, yesterday, our tie at Birmingham 1-1. And looking at other teams in the area like Central Valley Fuego and how they did, as well as some update on Huddersfield Town. They've already started their season. We'll be uh, briefly mentioning uh, how that went for them. And also the return of, yes, Jared's USL Unsolved Mystery, because I know y'all love the music and Jared's intro, so we're bringing him back. Jared's got some really interesting ones, so... Stay tuned because uh, that will be happening later on in the episode. All right, well, let's go ahead and introduce Sharon and Jared. First, let's go over to the city of Elk Grove with you, Sharon. How's it going? It's going great. I didn't realize I had shut off my video. I'm still alive. CC, right here. Still alive. I think I meant to mute. Yeah, a little step and fetch it. I'm doing great. Went to a Peter Frampton concert last night, which is probably my first major concert in a while. And uh, my ears really weren't ringing, but, you know, um, do you feel like I do? Jared, how you doing? Uh, doing excellent here. Um, I'm actually getting ready for a concert here in a little bit, too, at the time of taping. Going to be seeing uh, ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, and Uncle Cracker uh, practically down the road uh, later on the night. Uh, doing, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, the, uh, the whole uh, video feed thing that not only affected uh, yesterday's match, but pretty much league-wide as well. So we'll definitely uh, delve into that and what little highlights we do have uh, for the Republic FC match. Uh, and, of course, you know a few other things here and there. Luis, how about you? I'm doing pretty good, enjoying the fact that it looks like it's a bit cloudy, at least over here for us uh, in Modesto, not, not as uh, sunny and not crazy hot yet, right? We know that's coming soon. <laughs> so let's enjoy this uh, Good weather, and I'm glad, you know, we're recording here a little bit earlier than usual, but it's uh, good, meaning that this episode's going to be posted tonight on a Sunday, so uh, you'll be able to listen to it a little more than the last one, which, gotta apologize, uh, I meant to post it earlier, but it was posted a little bit later, but shout out to everyone who still managed to tune in between when I posted until uh, yesterday as well. All right, y'all, well, we got... A full show tonight. We have a lot of things here, as I mentioned earlier. So first, let's go to you, Sharon, as usual. Go Laws of Gratitude. And now, one of my favorite segments, Galazas of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Galazas of Gratitude. You know, it's interesting when we think about things that have mattered to us over the the course of the week and and things that have happened, and I'm just going to go through. Thank you to the Enterology Department over at um, Dignity Health 
Thank you to my sister for taking my mind off of things on Friday and we escaped down to a winery and just had the best of time and had the best food. If you follow me on social media, you saw a charcuterie uh, table that we had together prepared. So I, I just really appreciate her for everything she's doing. Um, thank you to the Elk Grove Police Department. Story someday if you, if you chat with me. Thank you also to all of my neighbors for being so supportive of me over these last uh, few weeks. Um, thank you to Jane for attending the game in Alabama. I know she's got family there, but you know, really cool, Jane, that you were able to be there. And thank you, Luther, for the most bizarro goal. I mean, I love our bizarre goals. I don't care what they look like as long as we put them in the back of the net. Thank you for rescuing a point, Luther. And thank you, squad, for making that huge trip to Birmingham, Alabama and coming back with a point. Thank you so much. And, uh, and to Connor Sutton for your insightful podcast. We just love your podcast. Let's go, Jared. All right, so I gotta give Gwaz's gratitude to quite a few folks. Uh, first of all, to American Airlines and Amtrak for helping me take care of my travels for November, going down to Darker Waves Festival. So now my entire transport between Arizona and Southern California actually costs less than the pre-party that uh, this Facebook group is hosting there. I mean, we're talking just a little bit over $80 round trip for that. So you cannot beat that. And then also, Galazes of Gratitude, just like uh, Sharon mentioned, uh, to Luther for somehow squeezing that that goal shot in and rescuing a point for us. and also to Jane for actually making a flight out to, to Birmingham. So I'm, I'm hoping she got a little couple things here and there, if not from Publix, but at least from some, somewhere nearby. Uh, also to my manager for giving me the PTO so I can actually go a day early for November because I'm actually going to be going up the Flagstaff and taking the train up there. So it's been, been a while since I've taken the train that way. So I'm definitely going to be loving that. Uh, and then also... For uh, Republic FC for having not this coming week, but the week afterwards match at Hughes Stadium. They've already announced a uh, pre-match uh, over at uh, Track 7. So I'm definitely going to try to hit that up. Not really sure if there's going to be a tailgate or not, but I'm sure we'll get more information about that. So definitely stay tuned to both our social media as well as Republic FC social media. Those are going to be the big ones uh, for right now. Uh, what do you have, Luis? I only have two, and some of those already are the ones that you guys mentioned. But first one goes out to Jane and her family. And just in general, again, I've mentioned, I think, before to all the uh, fans who travel to games for any reason, right? I mean, whether you have family there, like is Jane's case, or you have friends, or maybe you just want to visit a new place and you're using this as an excuse to to travel as well. I think it's really awesome. I also spotted a, a... person that looked like they had a version of Ray Bear's bear, which Jared, I believe that might be your friend, right? Uh, another bear of sorts? Yep, that is going to be a Creek Bear. Uh, he was originally in Sacramento for the first few seasons, but has since relocated to the East Coast. Uh, he was actually in New Jersey last year when I went over there to see us play against New York Red Bulls too. So yeah, that that is very, uh, 99.9% likely a Creek Bear that, that you had seen on TV. Oh, okay, yeah. And he was over there by the one of the corner sections, too. I think it was maybe the first half that uh, we spotted him more. And I don't know if you guys may have seen him. I saw him a few times on TV, and I'm like, hey, that's that's for sure a Republic fan right there. <laughs> There's a bear 
It's a Republic fan. I don't think Birmingham has any bears, right? <laughs> no, and bl- and bless him for enduring that humidity uh, at wearing his uh, costume. I'm sure he must have been suffering. <laughs> yeah, and so see, once again, colossal gratitude to the fans because, yeah, some fans make some sacrifices and <laughs> there's thought, there's support in the team. So a uh, major shout out to y'all, uh, making sure that our uh, guys always have support no matter where they travel to. And then... Uh, one more goes out, just as you guys mentioned, to Luther for helping us out and for just providing us with a great surprise, despite the issues that we all know we had to go through for about a minute and a half to two minutes in the feed as we had to stare at a screen that just let us know that there were some technical difficulties. But that was a nice surprise to come back to. It just sucks that we couldn't see it as it was happening. And we had to watch uh, the highlight at like a minute or two after that they had returned. But still, nonetheless, great way to return back to a broadcast to be like, ah, we tied versus like, oh, no, they scored on us again. Are you serious? What's going on? So, all right. Well, before we talk about the match, uh, we have a few uh, player news here to talk about. First of all, let's talk about the historic youngest ever player to be signed into a professional contract in sports history in the country is from Sacramento. And that is the 13-year-old Davian Kimbrough, who actually joins the team in a first-team contract, right? This isn't like, you know, he's just getting like on the academy. No, this guy is getting signed into the first team. Well, I want to hear your guys' reaction to this, because when I heard this too, I was like, hmm, I remember when I was 13 years old, I was not even really playing soccer at that time. <laughs> What do you guys think? Uh, What are your thoughts? Yeah, when I was 13 years old, I was probably trying to figure out how I could spend more time riding horses and uh, hanging out with some of my besties. But let's face it, when you're in the academy system, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like a a well-oiled machine nowadays to recognize talent and bring them up. This kid is five foot eleven. At age 13. So he has more growing and growth to occur in his body. And I honestly believe this is um, a twofold situation. He is good. He, he uh, converts his chances very, very well. We all saw the stats. He's got like an incredible uh, uh, goals for accomplishment for the, for his, uh, for his team in the academy but having some having a player like that can light the fire under other people and there's a plus and a minus on that you have guys and we've been talking about it in our chat you have uh guys that have been on the bench you know and trying to make break into the starting 11 and then you know the republic signed a 13 year old and you know so far he's not been on the bench you know since we signed him but but that's okay he might be however all the transfer fees from here forward, because we were the first club to sign him to a professional contract, recognizing he's 5'11 now, think how tall Luther is. You know, it's kind of like if this kid is this good in converting goals, you just kind of you do the math on what his potential looks like, whether it is playing for us as he gets older or whether he is, you know, picked up elsewhere and, you know, gets recognized down the road. There's a financial gain to somebody that has skill and talent like this, as well as 
a club can gain. You know, what if we send them over to England? They're so good at grooming players to play at the highest level. You know, there's just so much opportunity with a player like him who's already 5'11 at age 13 and can find the goal. <laughs> so it's kind of like there's no there's no downside, I don't think. No matter which way you look at it, I don't see a, a downside. You know, the only thing for this player is now it puts a little more on his shoulders, but he can call his own shots. He can say, you know, I, I, I still want to be a kid. I still want to do the things that kids do. And his parents are involved. It's So we'll see how it all unfolds. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm just uh, rolling into that. Uh, I've seen uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, Reddit and Discord uh, comments. I mean, pra- of course, praising uh, the signing, but also just uh, taking into account the fact that, yes, he is 13 being signed to a contract. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, I still remember the uh, the days of Freddie Adu being uh, signed uh, to, to MLS contract, but, you know, Davion is, of course, younger than him uh, at that signing, but a lot of concern is, like, even though he's 13, is he still going to get his education? You know, is he still going to be able to enjoy you know, be, being 13 and everything like that? And thankfully with the connections that the Academy has, you know, they, we, they definitely want to make sure that, uh, that his education is taken care of because I mean, yeah, you could sign a, a multi-million dollar contract at their team, but as it is seen in sports, unfortunately life can happen. I mean, you could have an injury that, that could occur. I'm not wishing that on any, anybody, but just more of a what if a contingency plan. But yeah, at least this way, his education is going to be taken care of. So that's definitely uh, the most important thing uh, with uh, someone of his age. Uh, but also, yes, just like uh, Sharon hit on as well, you know, the fact that he is 5'11 and he's only 13, he's literally only got uh, upwards to grow for the next uh, several years. You can just imagine how he's going to grow into the position. Even if he were to say, if it, if it were possible, maybe if you got uh, loaned out at the Huddersfield, get some uh, uh, training out there in the UK, uh, sharpen his knives, you know, hone his skills, and then head back to Republic FC. So there is definitely a lot of great potential, but uh, thankfully he's got the, su- the support system of his family to guide him in, in whatever decision he goes. So definitely looking forward to seeing what he does. Yeah, and Sean makes a good point, right? Sometimes clubs sign younger players because they want to make sure that no team just kind of swoops in and like snags academy players, right? Because how many times have we seen other clubs just find academy players from other teams that have already been prepared, right? Maybe to be in like a B team at least, right? To make that leap onto the first team. And they just come by and just get him for free essentially, right? Since they're not really signed into any sort of contracts so the fact that they did this they wouldn't do it to any player right we know that they've signed some older players in the academy before right but they have to be older so there's something special with this kid right and I mean looking at his stats 61 goals in two academy seasons is quite amazing now what I do say though is that I hope they don't rush his debut and I get it they might want to keep making history of like, hey, let's have him play a minute or something just to be in uh, the history books and all that. But I still wouldn't say that would be good. I say they need to wait till he's at least 15, right? Because I think if I'm not mistaken, Rafa was 15, right? When he made his debut. Wait until he's at that age. Don't debut him earlier because nothing's worse than not having a good debut as a player. 
and that's what sticks in your mind, right? Like that could kind of fit your confidence too, right? So yeah, wait till he's 15. And I'm sure that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to just like, you know, continue to have him play for the academy, continue to improve his skills. And then by the time he's 15, all right, you know, maybe like give him a few minutes in a match and then still have him train with the first team and then just kind of do go about it that way, right? So but I also understand your concern, Jared, and other people's concern about schooling because, uh, yeah, that's a young age to already be like, am I going to just be a professional soccer player? Or am I going to go to college, right? Because it's very easy to get a pro contract and then feel like, uh, I'll think about college later on, right? Because I already have this contract. I'm already getting paid. Maybe not as great, but I could potentially get paid even better than going to college. But all players have to make sure you have college because, like you said, Jared, injuries happen and you have to have a backup plan plus you're also going to retire eventually so <laughs> you need to have something yeah and, and waiting till 15 i mean that's probably going to be the b- best plan anyway because not only to, to hone your skills but also you know maybe bulk up a little bit you know you know, put some more meat on the bones as they say because he's, he's going to be playing against uh, folks uh, in their 20s and 30s and you know he's only like maybe 150 pounds soaking wet i mean he's got to get some you know, good, good muscle and uh, tone to him, so that way he can actually hang with the uh, the folks that are playing in their twenties and thirties. Yeah. Also, uh, so everyone keeps in mind he is Mexican American, so he could play for Mexico as well. And uh, there's been a lot of Mexican Americans that Mexico has missed out on. So I'm just saying, if he's good, Mexico better not mess up, and they better call him up. Although y'all know I support the U.S. and all that as well, but I'm just saying, I always say there's a lot of talented. Uh, mexican-american players that very few make it to the national team so uh who knows i think he could always be there too and we've seen it with other players in the past as well and we've had a few players on the youth national teams too right so it'll be interesting to uh where where he ends up uh going to what he ends up choosing afterwards but it's always nice when you have dual citizenship essentially right where you could pick your country and one of them can call you and all that and you're not just a in one country itself but but yeah so that's that we'll see we'll see how he goes we'll see if maybe he gets some minutes at a friendly match at some point but i think that's that's the plan wait till he's 15 give him some minutes in a friendly match though don't give him a league match quite yet and then see how he does in the friendly match and those a uh, few minutes again that that you give him another player as well and this is something that i mean not even the commentators yesterday i think maybe realized it because they questioned as to why he wasn't on the bench, right? Just thinking, oh, Coach Briggs didn't call him up to the bench. Uh, that's Zeke, who we all know here, the Modesto guy, the 209 guy, all that all that stuff, right? You know, we've been impressed by him. He's been the uh, substitution list for a few games now, but unfortunately, we're not going to see him at least for in the rest of the season here on the squad. So he's actually going to be going over to Westman College over in Southern California because he... Uh, agreed to um, join them. Let's remember, he just turned 18, just graduated high school. So yes, he's moving on to college and he's going to be playing for them. Now, what happens after? I think, Sharon, you might know more about that. If like he can come back maybe for the first part of the year after their season. Is that how that works? Like college players can come back maybe for the first part of the season or? Yeah, yeah, no, because he, I, I think the way that the academy contracts are, are structured, I believe he can continue playing in both 
um, you know, the college and for the Republic. You know, I, I, I believe there was some leeway there. They don't have to play in um, our USL League 2 any longer, just the way that they've structured some of the, the contract language to allow the college guys to do both at this level. It's just, you know, so, I mean, maybe that's a quite a good question for Connor Sutton. <laughs> Come on, Connor, dig that one up for us, Kay. Yeah, that would be a, a good thing too. But, uh, but at the very least, yeah, we're not going to see him uh, for the rest of the season. And as I'm looking at their schedule, it looks like, uh, well, the NCAA championship goes from like the 27th of November to December 2nd. So unless they don't make it to playoffs, which their last game would be on November 11th, then uh, we won't see him, right? And either way, I think the USL final is probably already going to be happening around that time. So, yeah, so we're not going to see him till preseason next year again, if uh, that is the case. And so, uh, just so you all know, yeah, no, he's not moving to any other club. He's going to college. So that we didn't transfer him to Westman. Westman, it's a whole different story there. So just to clarify that, because I think yesterday... Uh, Rob McAllister was just thinking like, oh, he just didn't get called up to the bench. And it's like, no, they have some scrimmages going on. So uh, they kind of told him. And plus, he also shared it on on his stories, too. So, Yeah. And you know what? What a great place to play because Westmont's in Santa Barbara. And it's just such a beautiful area, right? And I've a friend of mine's kids uh, attend Westmont. And they had the best experience playing soccer because they also played for the um, – you know, for the collegiately and just the best experience. They take very good care of their, uh, their squads. So I, I hope he has the best time uh, playing there at Westmont college in, you know, God's country in Santa Barbara. I mean, what's not to like about that? I mean, come on, we should all go visit him because that's such a, a love. We need a road trip to go watch him play a home match. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. I've never been. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I've never been there. So no, that'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, be a good way to kind of scout the area before uh, Santa Barbara Sky plays in uh, USL League uh, mm-hmm. One, I believe it is. Yeah, and also Santa Barbara's in a pretty good soccer area anyway. I mean, we can, we can ask Roro. I mean, he's got experience in the area. I mean, certainly. If it, yeah, if anyone knows Santa Barbara being a good soccer area, it's, it's definitely Roro. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a little sad not to be able to see uh, Zeke uh, the rest of the season, but. Definitely proud that he's going to be uh, playing some college ball uh, down in uh, Santa Barbara. So good luck to him. And and it's yeah. actually really good for him, right? He's going to get so much more playing opportunities. And we might see a different Zeke come through next year if he's able to you know, come back for the first part of the season. So it's almost like a little short-term loan to the yeah. college of sorts. That's how I want to think about it, right? So it hey. works out. Yeah. You, you, you know, Saul, the family's from your, your area. We should uh, figure out how we can do like a little caravan down to Santa Barbara with the parents. And it's like, hey, we'll go with you. We'll go with you to go see Zeke's play when, you know, when we're bored and we don't have anything going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be fun, too. And also, we're going to have them on the podcast, too, I guess, just so we'd let everyone know. Um, no dates on that yet, right? But we're going to have uh, his dad and also Zeke on here, too, as well. And we'll hear more of like, his excitement, right? Playing for college and all that. And and also a little more as to like, you know, the day of the debut a few weeks back and, you know, their thoughts and all that. We'll have them on here. So uh, that's coming soon. You know, we won't give the exact date because we still need to figure things out, but it'll happen sometime probably in the next month or two. So awesome. Tune into that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at 
our game yesterday at Alabama. The 1-1 tie in this match. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on the overall game, and then we'll take a look at the two goals that were scored in the match. So what do you guys think of this uh, tie? Well, I will, I'll jump right in. You know me. I'm not shy about that. I loved our buildup. I loved how we were playing balls through all different parts of the field. I loved how hard our guys worked in the humidity. Unfortunately, it looked like we kind of ran out of gas in a couple of spots. And I know some of the players probably didn't want to get subbed off, um, you know, because they're very fit. Some of the ones that did get subbed, but I'll tell you what, you know, however things worked out, you know, it's never easy to play in the humidity. Um, I just thought our, our possession was, was pretty good. You know, there were a few lapses in, in focus and concentration. I think, uh, our favorite guy, Lee, had he been in the back, uh, you know, had he tracked back, I don't think, uh, Birmingham would have scored. Um, cause he's usually really good about preventing goals from being scored. And it was just like this little bumble, fumble, fumble from Connor Donovan, um, don't want to pin it all on him because goals get scored that the attack starts elsewhere, you know? So, so to prevent the ball from getting to us and in our defensive third, you've got to prevent that. And so basically means you've got to regain possession somewhere else on the field. So I can tell that the guys, it was hard, you know, doing the up and back tracking, even Jack Gurr, who's phenomenally um, fit you could see he had to put his head down a few times just to breathe in that level of humidity. Um, it's never easy, but I give our guys a ton of credit. Um, we, you know, we came away with the draw. I loved it. Um, it looks like uh, Arnold pulled another yellow. So he's going to be the yellow card, uh, yellow, yellow rose winner. I think of our squad this year. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Arnold, stop doing that. But you know what? You get to 12 and you got to sit again. You know, isn't it eight and then 12 that they've got to sit one more time, guys? That sounds about right. I mean, as far as accumulation. That's what happened to Robo last season. And that's why I I picked him. But, you know, he got injured. That's why I picked him again this season. I didn't realize it would be the other Lopez. You got the wrong Lopez, yeah. I got the I really <laughs> wish should, I would have picked Arnold. You should have just said Lopez initially, and we would have been said, like, well, <laughs> technically, right? Well, which is it, Romo or Arnold? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. But you know, overall, I, I think our guys did what they were that what they were trained to do. I am still such a huge fan of Jared Timmer. I have no idea. That man, when he sees gaps in the defense, he was the one making the freaking recovering run to try to prevent the goal. He ran from the right side to the left side to cover in behind. You know, he didn't get there soon enough, but whatever. I just, I can't appreciate him enough. Jared knows his soccer. Thank you so much, Jared. Well, all the guys do, but he's been, this season, he's been my bright star. You guys know that. I've talked a lot about Jared Timmer. As far as this match, I have to say the the referees uh, were, were definitely d- uh, down the middle in this one. I mean, in the first half, I noticed that uh, there there were a lot of calls that were, that were being picked up. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, whistle whistle swallowing, anything like that. I mean, they were quick to call it, even if it was against us, of course. So, yeah, the this referee did, did not choose sides, which I almost have no memory of this place because usually we're getting called for anything random and the other team gets away with uh with all sorts of stuff but 
this one was down the line. So I, I appreciate that from the referees. I mean, this was a, a good a tight match between both of them. Uh, that is what portions of the match I was able to see anyway. Thank you, ESPN. But uh, I, I figured it was going to be a close one. I mean, I know Birmingham was slipping a little bit, but they were hungry to to get in there. And, you know, they were. I mean, this was definitely not a lopsided match by any means. So this was definitely a good, good one to watch. And, you know, Republic, they uh, took the uh, – uh, ideology of it's not broke why fix it they kept uh, apparently the same roster or starting 11 and the same formation from when we played against monterey so you know something's definitely working here we may not have got gotten a win but we at least uh got a point out of alabama no i do have to say the referee he could have pulled a red card in two different instances because two of the uh, birmingham guys who had already gone to yellow he pulled another foul, and it could have very easily been a double yellow opportunity, though. So I think he did have some moments where he swallowed the whistle or he was like, uh, you know, this is the home team. I don't want to, like, give him another yellow. But it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to give a double yellow, use the same criteria that you would if you would have just given the first yellow, right? And I feel like oftentimes referees see that a player already has a yellow card and they might do something worser than what they did to get the first yellow card. And they're like, eh, yeah, I don't want to get into the whole issue of red cards, right? Unless you're at home at Harkel Park, then referees are like, hey, who cares? Here's a red, you're out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Luis, I have to agree with you because even my mother said the same thing. She goes, that should have been a yellow. I'm watching this match, even though there was that interruption during Luther's goal. Um, I think that was system-wide. But um, yeah, even, even my 92-year-old mother who's going to be 93, who follows the Republic religiously, by the way. She should just get a crown right now. Um, She's watched it ever since they started in 2014. Anywho, and she knows soccer. She's like, that was, that's definitely a yellow card. That should have been a yellow card. And I said, yeah, mom, but then he would have been ejected. And she's like, oh, she started smiling, you know? So even my mom knows that was a, that one more egregious foul that was worse than the original bookable offense. It it should have been a yellow. And even our, our players came off like, how come, you know, how come that, that wasn't carded, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we didn't get a man up advantage on Birmingham and yet we were still able to get a goal back. Um, so let's talk about that, by the way. Yeah. Let's talk and about goals. I, I don't know if it's on here. I don't know if it, if it's on the highlights too, but I actually don't think it's, or I don't, I don't see it necessarily here. You guys recall in the first half, uh, we were getting close to getting scored. You know, it was going to be like a midfield goal. Danny goes running and then he ends up <laughs> oh being stuck God. with the net. Stop right there. <laughs> Holy freaking smokes. Louise, we've got to watch that. Everybody has to watch it. If you yeah. can find that. Oh my God. And the dude comes up laughing, Danny. Okay. Show that. Show that to us and everybody else when we find it. Oh, God. I, I don't know if it's uh, Laotoki. I, I would hope they would add it on the highlights, right? Because that was a... I mean, that was a moment where we all got a mini heart attack, right? Because <laughs> we were like, Danny, Danny, be in place. <laughs> don't be too far away, right? And then he goes and then he moves the... I was a little scared for the entire, like, uh, goalpost to fall down, though, right? Because they, they flew up a little. <laughs> so So here's the deal. That goal should not have moved. That goal structure should not mm. have moved like that. Ours are in 
embed, they're in, they, they don't move. And so that's almost like they didn't secure the goal to be secure. You know, ours are um, in holes, uh, you know, so Birmingham needs to take a look at their setup because they, that the goal should have been secured and not able to move. So that was, that was weird. Whenever, uh, when, when Danny did have to make that flying run back um, from the shot, the midfield shot by the one guy who was trying to cheat Danny or get Danny to stop cheating forward so far. Yeah. Well, we also have to remember that uh, protective uh, field is, is also a multi-purpose uh, stadium. They do host uh, college football as well as USFL football for the past couple of years. In fact, uh, this is the same field that the USFL's Birmingham Stallions uh, have won back-to-back uh, titles here. So I get that, um, you know, possibly, you know, there wasn't the, the full 100% focus on securing everything uh, for for the, uh, the soccer uh, setup. I mean, it definitely would have been appreciated, though. But you know, we just kind of have to take take that into account in the back of our mind that uh, as great looking as a field as uh, protective is, you know, it's they might have just, uh, oh, for lack of a better term, uh, kind of sped things up a little bit as far as getting everything set up. So I can't really be too too mad, but then again, you know, you got to secure the, uh, the the equipment, you know, best way possible. I mean. You got to make sure it's up to the USL standards and uh, uh, USSF standards uh, for that matter as well. Yeah, that that could be. I mean, that could be a little dangerous and not having to be secured there. But I don't think they have it in the highlights, unfortunately. But if y'all remember, I mean, that was a that was quite the moment too. And then Danny, I mean, he was stuck to the net, but he was laughing or he he had a smile and <laughs> he was like, "All right, you know," he was probably like, "Oof, that was a extremely close one," but. Hey, we know Danny, right? He's not afraid of like putting himself, right? Putting his integrity at risk if uh, it means to stop a goal, right? And he clearly showed it there and jumping <laughs> and, you know, having so much like force that he nearly like made the whole goal net drop. <laughs> he, he's not afraid of making me have to pop an- another lisinopril for my heart, pr- uh, for my heart and blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, we all, again, like I said, we all had a mini heart attack after that. Uh, or I should say, like, during that time, right? It was like, all right, thank you. <laughs> that was out. But uh, now let's make sure you're good, though. <laughs> but luckily, he was smiling. It's like, hey, you got to smile. Don't make us also worry about you <laughs> getting injured over that. But uh, yeah, they don't have it in the highlight reel there. But uh, if you guys get the chance to watch it again, which, by the way, um, it may have been because of the issues that happened, but USL actually uploaded all of the match on YouTube. So if anyone wants to rewatch the entire match, no need to have ESPN Plus. It's all on here too. And or no need to also wait for Fox 40 to upload it maybe like a day after too. So yeah. And if you're in our Facebook group, Sacramento Soccer fans, you'll already see that I did post a link uh, to the YouTube uh, uh, video. So feel free to do so. It's uh you'll notice the runtime is a little over two hours. And it doesn't have the highlight uh, on t- on top of the uh, the uh, thumbnail cover, so that is indeed the full unmatched. We're going to talk about that situation uh, later on in the podcast. All right, so moving on to the 64th minute, where Birmingham gets their goal in one of those plays where their guys got smart about it. Right, he got opened. Right, he got the offside uh, trap. And he was right there. And that guy was actually uh, Juan Agudelo. We know him as a former U.S. national team player. 
He's been with Birmingham already for uh, quite some time there. Um, but he gets the ball there. He spots his guy open, right? The guy who ends up scoring the goal is right there. No one's marking him. And yet, Juan Agudelo had four of our guys right there, right? Trying to mark him, right? Trying to stop him there. And I feel like it was the responsibility of one of the guys there. Quite frankly, I'd say more of a dummy's responsibility since I was more on his side to uh, watch over the guy who ends up scoring the goal, right? Because at that point, once Juan gives him the pass, the guy's open to scoring, right? I mean, he's got an open net to just do what he did, right? Cross the ball. And we know Danny's a great stopper and all that, but he's not going to stop all of them, right? Especially if the ball's going right to the corner or not really. I mean, this one wasn't right to the corner, but if you got a guy open, he's going to pull a shot. He's not going to be able to stop everything, right? doesn't matter what side it goes to, especially. And this was a quick play, right? We're watching it here in like a little slow motion and all that. So yeah, we, we can't leave uh, that much spaces, right? It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if uh, the guy hasn't scored for his team yet, which was the case of this guy, by the way, as the commentators mentioned, it was his first goal uh, in uh, USL too. So you got to watch every player. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's an academy guy who's right there. You can't give him that space because they more than likely they're going to score on you. And that's what happened here. Yeah, I mean, this this caught everybody by surprise. I mean, uh, Birmingham just in, instead of just keeping it on the ground like like a lot of teams do, they just decide, you know what, we're, we're going to get this going. Maybe not uh, a Roro shot against Vancouver, but definitely advanced it further, caught uh, a few of our players uh, off guard, and then Birmingham was able to take advantage of it uh, to get one past Danny, so... Yeah, I, I I think with as quick as this play uh, moved, even in slow motion. I mean, I mean, I'll put it this way: Luis has this going at like point uh, two five uh, speed of actual time, and even then, that just shows how that this was still moving very quickly. The only one that really catch on to it was uh, was Birmingham, and they got a past us. So that really, it's I can't, I can't really place any any hard blame on any one player or anything like that. I mean, it just moved super quick i mean we really couldn't do, do much about it i mean he, even danny got to caught off guard uh with, with the goal so it's just one of those opportunities that uh was taken advantage of but unfortunately by the uh wrong club <laughs> the, the wrong club yeah exactly sorry kayler but um he's our podcast buddy over there um so so the angle that the guys took for defensive tactics was good the only problem was we didn't have our defensive midfielder tracking back to pick up the loose player so we we actually had the proper angle and then if you look at what happened after the ball was passed um you know passed out to the goal scorer or bumped out to the goal scorer i think it got it got bumped uh by 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 connor donovan or jared i don't care who bumped it but at the end of the day um all four defenders were moving in unison to the dangerous player, which means the person who has the ball. They all moved together, which is a blessing. It's a wonderful thing. What we didn't see is a track back from our, our D-mids, you know, those guys. Because, look, it's already in the um, – uh, what minute are we in? Sorry. 64th minute already, yeah. Oh, sorry. I can see that right there. Yeah, 64th minute the guys had already played a full half. Yeah. I think we'd only had one sub at the time 
And so this this level of concentration at the at the humidity and the heat that they were playing in, it sometimes can get to you. And you know, oftentimes when you see a flighted ball, which was the original play made forward, when you see a flighted ball, you just figure, okay, you know, the goalkeeper, whatever, if you're a D mid and you're sucking water instead of air into your lungs, it's hard to track back on a flighted ball. That ball is traveling way faster than any human being can travel. So you're, def- you're depending on your four defenders. Yeah, they, it just didn't work out this time. Nothing you could do. You guys already described how the speed of play and how quickly that goal got converted. Nothing we could do except come back later and make them pay with our subs, which it was a perfect repayment of favor so that we could walk away with at least a point. Yeah, and who else but the guy who I've mentioned here over and over again is best suited to be a sub guy because when he gets substituted in, he's got speed and he takes advantage of the other team, right? And the fact that they're also pretty tired and that is our very own Luther Archimed, which makes me really happy because like I said, like I told you guys in the chat, I hope he doesn't mind being a sub because he really is one of those guys, right? I mean, how many times have we seen players that they're really great coming off as a sub and that's really their best game, right? It's like they are not as great being a starter as much as, yes, we would like to see them play more time. This is the role that they have and this is kind of what makes them great is the fact that they are great at coming into a match, especially when you're down in the scoreline and helping you rescue that point. And that's exactly what Luther did here for us is rescue that point it doesn't matter how the goal was and unfortunately again we weren't able to see it live because it was at that minute when the broadcast was down and i don't even know how we're able to even see it here on the highlights (laughs) so it's kind of suspicious like what happened there like did birmingham not get a cut but we got a cut i don't know it's weird (laughs) but we'll talk about that later but um anyhow i mean luther got the goal it was a weird goal, right? I don't know how he hit it. He must have hit it with like the shoelaces or I don't know, like a side of his foot. But hey, yeah, like you said, Sharon, it's a goal. It, it, as long as you don't square with your hand, it counts. So right. that was it. Yeah. L- Luther is, he can, he's precarious. We'll put it that way. He's, uh, he, he, no team likes it when we put Luther in you know, uh, whether we're goal up, goal down, or tied, no one likes to see him. We do, but the opponent, they don't like to see this because it's like, oh, great. They put the racehorse in that can run and run and run and run and run, and he's big, you know, and so he's a threat. He's like us. He's our, oh gosh, Jared, what word are we using here? Um, Something that's threatening. Come on, help me find the right word. Anyhow, menacing. You know what I'm talking. Go ahead. Menacing, maybe. Yeah, like a menace. <laughs> it, that works. The, yeah, he's like our he's like our human. Um, is like this little superhero that comes in with a cape at the last minute, and it's like the other the opponent is like, oh great, we're gonna get clobbered. He's gonna run us over. He's gonna run past us. Because look at all the goals that Luther has scored in his career with us. They're freaking incredible goals where he knocks the ball forward to himself, you know, and then chases it down and scores. 
you know, or he intercepts <laughs> that one time where he intercepted the ball that was supposed to be a clearance. And he's like, oh, hey, it's just me and the keeper now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he plays with such joy. And when you see someone like that coming at you as either a keeper or a defender on the other team, you're like going, oh, great. Here's a guy. He's smiling ear to ear and he's bar- barreling down on me. You know, he's got both guns blazing. It's kind of like, I'll just lay down right now. You just go ahead and have the net. <laughs> just go ahead. We know you want it. Just just take it. And so he did it. He just came right down and said, I got this. I, I just wish we could have had more. You know, we were trying so hard after he scored. You could tell that we're like, get it. Come on, Luther, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> we really wanted more out of this guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get what you get. And it was beautiful. And neat. none of us pick Luther as the person to get the first goal for the, you know, for our little podcast winner dinner thing. So nobody got a point off of that. Boo. And also now I'm looking at the replay. I think maybe hit it with his like uh, knee. Maybe what it was, not the... yeah. I don't care. Like... <laughs> no, there ain't okay. As long as it wasn't with the hand. So yeah. so we're, we're good on that. Solomon but, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, he's playing for Indy now. He actually got a couple uh, goals or assists recently, I think. Uh, but go, going back with, with Luther, I mean, you, you've heard me for the past few weeks. You've You've heard me say that. He may not be starter material per se, but he is excellent off the bench. He is like the spark plug of this club. And spark so plug. Get, spark plug. And, yes. And given this goal, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm going to get a cease and desist from O'Reilly all parts, but I've got to say it. Oh, 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 Luther. Aren't you <laughs> mad? Oh, that might be his new theme song. We need to turn that into theme song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just amazing how he just was at that particular spot, was able to knock it in. It's a little similar to one of the songs I heard from when I went to see Dazed and Confused this past Tuesday. He was in the wrong place, but maybe it was at the right time. <laughs> that kind of deal. But either way, it worked out. We got we got a goal, and that saved us from from uh, taking the L. That's all that matters. That's such a good song. I'm still thinking about it. So I, now I have the <laughs> I have the song stuck in my head now too. But I'm like, hey, maybe that's a new TVB chant, or maybe uh, we need to, you know, uh, pass it on to a team. I mean, we know Connor listens to us here, so it's like, hmm, can we maybe get Jamie to to say that the next time Luther scores, right? Like, oh, 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 Luther, Archie, man, that would be really <laughs> cool to actually like hear it. Can you imagine, right? Luther scores a goal, Jamie says it, just like. You know, we have like Gecko, right? Say it with me, Gecko, and all that. How about Luther have that? Everyone would be like singing to it, and that would be really epic to hear. And hopefully, I mean, O'Reilly, come on, like just, you know, it's just, just a song. Like, don't. Well, like, no, 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 no. We just got to get them to be one of our uh, corporate sponsors. And, you know, I don't oh, know yeah? if we already have an auto parts uh, Napa or AutoZone or any of them. I don't know if we have an auto parts store that has decided to sponsor us, but wouldn't that be really cool if, if, uh, if the club was like, Hey, why don't we have O'Reilly sponsor us? And then when every time that Luther scores, we play the O'Reilly theme music, but insert name here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually do have a corporate office here in Phoenix. So maybe if, if I can, Get a donation of some Republic FC merch. Yeah, maybe I could do some talking, or maybe uh-huh. we can get Connor to help out. We'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, that would be awesome too. So that was the game 1-1. Again, we get a point, a really valuable point for us because like I always say, when you play away, if you get a point, hey, sign me up. If, if you know, before the season, you could just say like, Sack's going to get a point every single time they uh, travel away. I'd be on board with that because what do I always say, right? Like get all your points at home or basically almost all the points. Don't lose, you know, don't lose a, a lot if possible. So that way, if you go away and you get a tie, that's fine, right? You got your points, you got your work done at home. The way points just help you secure that home uh, advantage when it comes to playoff time. So, and especially with the humidity and all those issues that were going on, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Now I have to say for the away fans there, and it would have been interesting to have Kayler on here. I was a little surprised to not see that many home fans. And I don't know if that's a like recurring thing, or maybe that's like, their usual attendance, but I mean, I, I was surprised no. to not see more, right? Isn't there more fans or at least I thought I've seen at there, some point. There usually are more fans, but I think with the recent uh, kind of uh, mid tier performance uh, that the fans have been seeing the past uh, few weeks, that probably may have been a factor because I've seen where there have been bigger turnouts for uh, home matches uh, for Birmingham. This just might've been one of those one-offs, but uh, I think, if if more Legion fans see that, hey, we can hang with the uh, Western Conference leaders like this, that's going to bring more fans back in. Uh, because remember, this is only the second time that we played Birmingham. We played them at Heart Health Park last year, and mm-hmm. that actually gave us our first home loss. In fact, I believe I was there for that match uh, mm-hmm. last year. So, I mean, right now, I mean, the uh, the lifetime uh, record is uh, Republic FC are, are zero wins, one loss, and one draw against Birmingham. So it's going to be interesting where, where next year's match is going to put us. Yeah, I believe that match was during the state for two, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think around that, I think it was because I was also at that match. I remember, but I think it was. It, ha- it had to have been in July because I know in June, we, we had a perfect June last year. So mm. I think it would have been would have been during July. Yeah. Hey, a little similar to the season, too. Oh, July's not really our month, yeah, sadly, but uh, or not as much, too. I mean, not that it was an entirely bad month, right? We we've, we had points as well, but still huh, interesting. The coincidences there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the USL standings. How are they looking like? Well, we are first in the West, but now, sadly, we are not first overall because Pittsburgh Riverhounds is now the first team overall, 47 points and 25 games played, though. We do we have, have one less hand. game. We have a yeah. game in hand. So if we get the win next Saturday, then we can actually be one point above Pittsburgh. Now, unfortunately, though, the team will should not be named FC or Jared. I don't know if you figured out a name for them already. They're in second place and they have one game in hand, though, and two points behind us. Well, one name I've I've kind of thought of given last week's incidents, and I don't know th- those of you that used to watch the Boondocks on Cartoon Network on Adult Swim probably might be a little familiar. I'm gonna start calling them Uncle Ruckus FC, and if if y'all don't know who Uncle Ruckus is, Google and YouTube are your friend. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, Uncle Ruckus FC. Well, yeah, they're two points behind us, one game in hand. So if they win the game, they might be the new first place western conference leaders which we don't want to see it's a shame right not just because they'd be taking over sac republic but we know our uh our thing with that team and what they've done in their entire history here but below them 
you still got the California teams, Oakland Roots in third place, 37 points. San Diego Loyal with just one point behind him, 36 points. Orange County, fifth place. Get that, right? Fifth place, 34 points. And then, of course, our B team in Colorado is moving down, right? Sixth place, 33 points. And then Phoenix, who yesterday did a major whooping to El Paso, 5-0 was the scoreline for that match. They move up to seventh place, 32 points. And with similar points and games played as that team that they got that they whooped on, right? El Paso. Uh, surprisingly, they're still holding on to eighth place. And then you got New Mexico, RGB, Monterey falling, even more, and then Las Vegas, which we know where they're already at right there. So uh, that's the Western Conference. I think little by little, we're seeing the playoff teams uh, move away, you know, from uh, at least from those bottom uh, nine to 12th place teams. So it's happening, but. Yeah, we need to make sure that we don't lose any more points because uh, that team is right there trying to take over our first spot. You know, my biggest shock, and you guys know this is, and you guys talk about it, we talk about it all the time, is El Paso. That's the the biggest shock drop, you know, and I, I think yes. even, uh, Rob McAllister and Connor Sutton would say the same thing because I, I believe that they think that, you know, that team was a contender. Um, and you know, it's like, did the wheels fall off the train? Oh, locomotive. Um, and then the other surprise is the climb that Oakland roots has made. That one is, is, I know there are several points, you know, they only have 37 total points, but they have two games in hand. Um, it's just, you know, it's like, there's things that are happening within our conference that are worth watching. You know, it's and you know worth noting at this point. So interesting stuff. Moving on. Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely a lot of moving in the Western Conference. I mean, like you said, with Oakland, and then also I still have my eye on Orange County because I mean they were dead last for a while, but they have been steadily climbing up, and and we've got them uh, for the Hughes match. So that's going to be a, a definitely one to watch, one to be at as well, and then. Going the other direction, yes, El Paso, they were battling us for first for a while. Now they're uh, on the cusp of being outside of the playoff picture. And Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay has, uh, was strong a good chunk of the season. Now they're just a, a little bit above Las Vegas. So there, there is no sleep happening in the Western Conference. I mean, this is we've actually gotten back our powerhouse conference title from Easter, from the Eastern Conference, because for a few seasons it seemed like they were more competitive, but now that com- competition has come back to the Western Conference. So we are the conference to watch, folks. Yeah, and like I said, it's always great to see more of the California teams there. It's a shame that Monterey's fallen out of the playoff picture, but you know they could always you know get there and a few more wins and you get a loss from one of the eighth place or seventh place teams, and you're back uh, in the competition there, but. Good for us to write in the event that we end up falling down in places, all that just means that there could be a higher likelihood of us being able to watch a game <laughs> in the playoffs. If it's here in state, not having to travel out of state to watch it, but uh, it just goes to show, right? How much uh, the teams have grown with Oakland and Orange County being a uh, surprises being there, but Hey, we've known them to have good teams in the past. So they're just, uh, they're getting back to that point where uh, they were at too. So there is that. So taking a look at next week, our rival, Laudan United, right? And I know you guys gave me uh, 
<laughs> all kinds of things here just for saying it the other way around but i'll i'll please you guys here just for the the match oh, Here's it's the- not that hard <laughs> <laughs> and we are mean we are mean we're mean to you so yeah so that team is the only team in the usl that actually has 26 games played which is kind of funny right the only team that has 26 games played no other team has that uh no reason why i don't know why they did that but they're sitting in 10th place in the east with uh, 24 points and they do have the most losses of any team in general and even yes get this more than losses than las vegas lights now they do have three more games than las vegas so las vegas could always catch up to them and make sure that they're not feeling like they're the only team with the 16 games lost but what do we always say right even though they might have the most losses don't take it for granted they have won seven times and our game could be another win for them, despite them having so many losses, because they only have three ties. There's a, there's a team that either wins or loses, but rarely ties. So we need to keep an eye out for that, since we, we've been collecting some ties here. So, uh, And also, uh, let's all remember, and I don't know if uh, he's with them this year in the squad, Hayden Sarges, our former Hayden, was playing with them briefly, and I haven't seen him with DC lately, so I wonder if he's been going back and forth again so not saying he might be at that match but if that's still going on he could potentially be at that match and that'd be really interesting because i don't think he's actually played against sack quite yet right unless i'm wrong but i don't recall him playing and like, like when he was loaned to phoenix i don't remember that and also when he was with them and playing against us i don't remember him yeah we'll have to dig deep to see where he's uh what he's doing nowadays because yeah i remember he got loaned out to a rising fc last season so that was definitely interesting so it looks like he's still with with loudon and um the last match that it shows um was on june 3rd where monterey beat loudon so yeah i'm i'm just kind of doing a little quick search Mm mm-hmm yeah, and in this last match, they beat um, Las Vegas Lights at Las Vegas 3-0. Uh, he was not in the starting lineup or the bench. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he'll be there. It would be great to see him there, right? And uh, <laughs> best of luck, although we want Sac Republic to beat them. But uh, but it would be great, I think, you know, to see him, one of our former guys. It's always great when you see, you know, former Sac Republic players playing with their team, playing against us. and all that, especially when they are great people and not unlike others that uh, shall not be named <laughs> to their. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he's uh, injured right now because there would be no reason in my mind that he wouldn't play because it looked like he had, you know, he's playing all the matches um, of the season until June third. So it could be that he's injured, but I don't know anything about that. You know. Yeah, I'll reach out to him too, and we'll see. We'll see what the situation is. Okay. Yeah, either way, we will get to the bottom of it, folks. Yeah. Either way, he knows this team well, and uh, no promises, but I will reach out to him. If he happens to have maybe like 15 minutes, we might hop on and just uh, do a little quick, short episode of Laudan and what he has to share uh, about the team and and what it's like there and all that. So we'll give you all a feel of what it is being there without actually being in Virginia. So... It'll be really interesting there, but no promises. Again, I'll reach out to him if he happens to have 15 minutes, then we'll see if he could uh, hop on there as well. All right. Well, y'all can hear it in my voice. Let's talk about podcast winner dinner because I'm really excited to talk about that. Uh, Since 
I was the only one that got a point. Thanks to the ref. Thank you, Gerald. That was the name of the ref for giving the home team a yellow card. I was the only one that thought, I think Birmingham's going to get the first yellow card. And, uh, you know, I kind of followed Jared's lead in the last game where he was the only one to have faith in Monterey getting the yellow card. So uh, it worked out for me uh, this time too. So I get the additional point and, uh, you know, not only did Sac Republic get a point, I also got a point as well, which moves me up to 15. I'm still in third place, but, uh, trying to slowly make my way up, uh, Sharon still first, 18 points, Jared 17, and I have 15 there. So uh, watch out, y'all. Watch out. I'm, I'm coming. My, <laughs> Slow, but I'm coming there. Ouch. ouch. My, my, my streak is broken. I, I had consecutive weeks where I've at least gotten one point, and now that's all shot the brown butter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, last time that Jared didn't get a point was when we played against RGV. That's been quite some time. So, yeah. Well. You had quite quite a streak there going on. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, this Saturday we play once again in the East Coast uh, at Loudoun United. And game is also going to start at 4.30 again. So another early Saturday for us to watch a, a game there. But I have my prediction written down. Y'all know what happened last week where <laughs> we got the same one with Sharon. So Sharon... Let's have you go first this time. And again, keep in mind, I have my prediction written down here. If we get it right, I have it right there. And I'm showing I'm not writing anything down. So Next week, Jared goes first. Because look at him. He's he's like going, I didn't write anything down. I'm just going to like spitball here. I can see the spitball. I can see you spitballing right now. Look at you. Look at you. You are so busted, Jared. I See? It's what got my streak going, isn't it? Yeah, he gets to go second. He's not going last this time. He gets to go second. All right. So I have I have us winning. Yeah, I I got you. I have us beating Loudon, but it's two one. Um, we're not gonna walk away with a clean sheet. But yes, I want us to. I want the score to be four zero. Whatever. Um, my goal scorer is gonna be Kecko, and if he doesn't play, then it's Russell, and then. I have Loudon picking the first yellow up, but I have a feeling it's going to be sack because I have a feeling, you know, our guys are just that way. And I, I'm feeling the refs are going to be weirdos and whatever. <laughs> but that's my prediction. Jared. All right. I am going to say I'm going to go 2 0 Republic win. And first choice, I'm going to go with Russell. And if he doesn't uh, play or doesn't score, <sighs> I'm going to go Luther, and then I say uh, Republic gets uh, the first yellow. Okay. Well, I was laughing briefly right there because uh, I also say 2-0, Sac Republic. I also say Russell <laughs> as a first goal scorer. I think I'm, I might just keep saying Russell for the entire season, <laughs> right. which, which is risky, though. I mean, we saw he didn't score in his last game there, but if he doesn't score, if he doesn't uh, see the pitch, I say Jack. Gets the goal and then first yellow card. I'm going with the loud on getting okay. that. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so technically, you're going to split points with somebody. <laughs> I can't split points with anybody except for the yellow card. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm way different. Gosh, come on, Keko. I've got to just juice him up a little bit and say you better get the first. Goal. He's been dangerous. You know, when Russell does all the hard work, Keko's mm-hmm. been getting dangerous. I just hope to goodness that comes 
true for me. And that we just get 500 goals when we're playing them. Well, not 500. That's impossible, but still. Well, hopefully Russell can boost him up. Yeah. Hopefully he can boost himself up because he's at 13 goals, right? And I don't know if the other guy who was uh, competing there scored. I know uh, uh, Uncle Ruckus FC uh, got quite a few goals, right, yesterday? Yeah, they they won like, uh, I think, 3-1. But I'm not sure if uh, he was one of the scores. Um, Yeah, if if we can bring up like the uh, the quick scoring detail of yesterday's... uh, Oh yeah, three zero match against New Mexico. Oh, so, I think it was. Uh, no, is it Rita? No. Is, is nope. Rita? The, nope. Okay. Nope. They're they're uh, the Golden Boot leader is actually going to be. I think the, Tani. Uh, Tani. Yeah, Tani Okay. Yeah. No. No. Go. He got a yellow card. Hopefully, he gets. I mean, not that you know, we're not wishing anything bad, right? But hopefully, maybe he potentially gets suspended for yellow card accumulation. So we give Russell. One more game <laughs> to catch up. Um, you know, just saying, you know, we were room for Russell and you know. we we would appreciate that his goal streak uh or goal goalless streak uh gets extended. Not wishing harm on him, but we, we we're not gonna cry if he gets into a scoring slump. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Or if he gets a red card, you know, if maybe you know he he gets a double yellow and it's a red card and he gets suspended <laughs> maybe for half the season oh, already to where he can't come back. But then Russell has only you guys, you let, sound like you're just you're clucking, you're clucking. Let's keep in mind that, um, you know, I think it's between Russell and that guy. Right. Because if it we is. remember, unless yep. another guy gets a hat trick or something out of nowhere, oh I think God. it's just between them. So yep. we, we need to keep an eye out on this. Not only do we not like that team, but we also don't want them don't want this player to score so uh we have a lot yeah i want to see russell be the first ever psych republic player to get the golden boot and i think if it's not him it's going to take a while for us to see this happen again because i have not seen a player that just continuously has that hunger for goals like russell before and we've had some goal scorers but it's just not at the level of russell so this is why it's now or who knows when or it's in like years from now if we get another uh, wrestle in the future too. So, or if he comes back next season too, then maybe he might have another chance, but, uh, but yeah, Laudan hopefully might be his uh, way of uh, catching up to this guy and moving on uh, because again, it's a team that's lost a lot. So there's definitely potential there for him to maybe uh, snag a few goals if possible there. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and just give some brief updates here on one of our fellow teams here in the area that is still playing. And unfortunately, it's not good news, but uh, Central Valley Fuego traveled to Kentucky. They lost 3-2, another match in which they just lose by one goal. And it's it's just really a shame that they have to have matches where it's just the one goal lost there. But they're back in last place. And I think... I think at this point, like playoffs is out of the picture. And I know I was like a little more positive and a few weeks back, but it's just another loss that just, you know, just makes them be that much more far from getting to the uh, playoff position, which uh, is a shame again, league one, it's the top six teams. And now sixth place is, you know, with the same games played as they do and 32 points versus the 17 points that, Central Valley Fuego has, which you know, 15 point differential. That's five games. Yeah, it's it's a rough, rough season for them. But 
next season will be fresh and you know they have a new coach that has been trying to pick things up here but i'm sure in the following season we're going to see a whole different uh fuego and um hoping the best but hopefully they can at least end the season with a few more wins and manage to you know get as close to the top 10 as possible not in the season in last place because that's always a a bummer being right there so that was them and on to another team our sibling team Huddersfield Town they've also been having a, a rough kind of a start to the season of the championship over in England with uh, starting off their two first uh, league games with the loss uh, one loss over at Plymouth 3-1 and then yesterday fall into Leicester City 1-0 at home but again I mean there's a team that just came from the Premier League Never easy to play against those teams that have that hunger to come back. And they also lost in the EFL Cup against Millsbrew, which they're going to be also playing against them, but now in the league uh, next Saturday at 7 in the morning. Perfect time for anyone who wants to catch the game there. So, yeah. Any thoughts, guys? So, did you already mention the part about we hope to have John Crawford back on to give us a little bit more in-depth reporting on Huddersfield Town AFC? Not yet, but I'm glad you mentioned it. And yes, he's now been signed up to <laughs> to be on here. Um, he usually gives us the reports in the chats, but you know he's always following them in depth, and we always appreciate that. So we are going to be uh, getting more updates on the match, and not just me here saying the results, because uh, you know we this is our new sibling team. There might be some potential Republic players going there, and also some of their players might be coming our way. We're still waiting to see if maybe. Uh, we hear an announcement of a player potentially assigned, right? We know we know there were rumors going around that they would be announcing a player, but now now I'm a little worried because it's almost like it's basically mid-August, right? I guess at this point. And we haven't heard anything. And we're getting close to the final weeks of USL regular season. Are we gonna get a player like towards the end? Cause then I don't know how much that'll help us out. Well, you know what's funny is visa issues are oftentimes a little sticky and tricky. Mm. So we just have to let this play out. And if it doesn't happen this season, it may occur next season. But I know that uh, that, that that sometimes can be an issue. Okay, then that might be yeah. the situation too. And to any Huddersfield Town fans that are listening, this is only the first couple matches of the season. There is no need to the bed anytime soon yet. Give it time. We're, we're going to start winning more so. Like like they say, trust the process, trust Neil, trust Kevin. We will get through this. We will get higher and higher up on the ladder. So just trust the process, uh, folks. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I mean, any team has a, a tough start, but we've seen championship teams start off bad but end up really great. So that could be a thing. If not, let's take a look at OC, right? We just mentioned it. They were down and look at them now. <laughs> They're trying to make it to the top four of uh, USL. So, yeah. Great words of advice. Ooh, now we're coming up to another segment of ours. Yeah. A jingle that we have not heard here for a few months now, but luckily the segment is making a comeback. And for those of you who haven't listened to it yet, here it is. So, Jared, do his honors of presenting us with Unsolved Mysteries. From March through November, every single match is... 90 minutes long at minimum. Each match full of pride, emotion, torment, power, and joy. But also 
full of mystery. Join us as we uncover some of these USL Unsolved Mysteries. All right, we are blowing the dust off of of this uh, box right here, and it's going to be packed uh, this time around. So we're going to have items about uh, the league, its present, its soon-to-be future. So let's go ahead and get started on this. Now, some of you that uh, might not have been able to watch all of yesterday's match, you're not the only ones. For some reason, the multitude of yesterday's USL Championship matches for some reason had gone off the air on ESPN to the point where the league had to scramble and post the live links on YouTube. Those of you that have been around uh, for a good majority of this indomitable decade, remember when USL actually used to be on YouTube. And in fact, you probably heard me um, on social media rant and rave about OKC Energy's uh, YouTube feed constantly going down. But what exactly happened uh, yesterday to cause all this? It wasn't with just one match or a couple matches. I've seen Discord and Reddit uh, threads about virtually all the matches uh, suffering with this with ESPN. Uh, during our uh, off-air conversation, uh, Sharon had mentioned that more than likely it would have been something more centralized, possibly with ESPN, given the fact that it was not only affecting ESPN Plus feeds, but also affecting the local feeds. Uh, You may have noticed where Fox 40's feed had gone out uh, for a short period. I had also seen on the other side where Birmingham's fans were mentioning that they weren't getting the feed off of their uh, local uh, affiliate. Uh, But let's also remember that this is ESPN's final contract for carrying the USL Championship. So with this to happen, as well as other uh, minor outages... Is it possible that ESPN is pretty much just parking the car at the side of the road, engine running, doors open, and just walking away? I mean, it feels like that to me because you know we pay. Granted, I know it's only ten ninety nine a month, but for that ten ninety nine a month, we expect to have the ability to, to see the matches. I mean, resolution can be an issue, but we at least expect to get something that we're paying for uh this raises the question as far as next year is there going to be a different uh, media uh, company that takes over the usl championship uh, viewership uh a lot of folks have said hey let's move it back to youtube and that's to, to, to me that might be one of the better options because they're already being displayed on youtube outside of uh, the u.s and, and canada particularly for the Eastern Hemisphere. Even if I, if you'd have to pay for YouTube Premium to cut out the ads, I mean, that's still going to be a great option. There's also potential that perhaps Paramount Plus may uh, take uh, USL. I mean, given that Paramount Plus is already becoming the, the big home for international soccer, I mean, why not add USL on top of NWSL and the various other leagues that they're carrying? Uh, there's also been word that... Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is partnering uh, w- with uh, Max, with the Max app, uh, to create a sports a sports-based service on their own. More than likely, it may be uh, Bleacher Report because Bleacher Report is part of the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, slash Turner family. In fact, I still remember when they would carry the 
Allegiance of American Football a couple of years ago, which I was a season ticket holder for here in Arizona. So there are a lot of options, but uh, one speculation, and once again, it's speculation only, nothing proven, but one speculation as far as why ESPN may not be delivering the quality that, that uh, oh, how, how, I'm going to try to keep a straight face on this. ESPN delivering the, the quality that they're known for could possibly have in relation to the actor strike. I mean, could, could that be a reason why ESPN is falling off? Uh, there's been talked about Disney possibly selling off ESPN. I mean, could that be a possibility? Because we know a lot of the entertainment companies uh, these past couple of months, they have been uh, struggling uh, as of course the actors even more so, but this raises a good question. Who is going to be carrying USL uh, television and streaming rights going into 2024? Could this be something that's discussed during the USL uh, showcase that's happening in Colorado Springs, possibly around the same time that they're looking at the pro rail vote? There is a lot of unanswered questions, and I'm hoping they get answered soon because we as fans deserve to have the ability to watch our clubs, whether they be at home and away. So what exactly is happening with, with uh, next year's TV rights? And then to throw in a bonus here, there's been uh, some updates uh, as far as the teams for next year. Uh, some of you may or may not have seen that uh, North Carolina FC is actually going to be bumped up and coming back to the USL championship next year. So that's going to raise uh, questions of its own, given the fact that, um, uh, OKC Energy is still trying to secure the MAPS 4 project uh, for their stadium. Could this be a possibility that perhaps they may get another grandfather clause and join back into the league? Or could it be something where FC Tulsa once again does the St. Louis uh, dance and moves back to the Western Conference? Personally, I would love to see it happen because we could use more wins against uh, Tulsa. We have, to, to my knowledge, we have never lost against FC Tulsa and to have them come into fold to play two more matches against them. That would be great. I mean, let's remember, I mean, we've got a few other teams that are coming down the pipeline. We have USL Iowa. Uh, we've also uh, have uh, Jacksonville in, in a year or two, uh, New Orleans. Uh, unfortunately, Queensboro FC is officially dead be because of the uh, stadium deal that they originally had uh, for York stadium. Now that's being taken over by NYCFC. So, Next year is going to be something to watch, not only for uh, TV rights, but who we're going to be playing next year. What conferences are they going to be playing next year? Will there be any more teams that may decide to fall out from USL Championship? Are there going to be other teams that we may not have heard before? Um, we've also got uh, Northwest Arkansas that's looking to expand into USL Championship as well. So there is a lot that's up in the air as far as these USL Unsolved Mysteries. We're we're finally getting newer questions that we need answers to. So if anyone hears anything, whether it be about the TV rights, uh, the expansion, anything like that, if you have any information, please let us know. We may uh, bring it up on a future episode, or if you can leave a voicemail, we, we might play it as well. So definitely hit up sacksoccerpod.com. Leave us a voicemail with any mysteries you may have, any information you may have as well. We'd be glad to air it on. Well said, Jared. That was a good roundup of things that are going on. Pro-Rel, you name it. All that stuff 
is forefront in our minds. Um, and I know that USL is still considering ProRel. They're going to continue having discussions. So that's great. Um, good stuff. Uh, Luis, what are your thoughts about what Jared had spoken about? Yeah, well, that's an interesting situation with ESPN. And I mean, to me, they were always a quality network. But with all these issues that have been going on, it's a little strange. But I did hear the rumor that Disney would potentially be uh, selling them off as well. And, you know, just kind of strange. I guess they maybe haven't been as uh, profitable to them. But uh, yeah, hopefully they fix the situation. Because if you're paying for something, you shouldn't have to deal with that. And you know, YouTube would be amazing, right? Because I think a lot of people would put up with ads, including myself, <laughs> and not even pay for the ad-free version, just still be able to watch it that way. And for us to be able to, uh, you know, share it with people and, you know, have other people who might not sign up for ESPN or might not be in the area, be able to watch Sac Republic and know what team we support, <laughs> uh, not through having to like pay for it too. So I think it's all good. I hope that they figure something out for next season. And as far as North Carolina joining, it's kind of funny because they are sitting in first place in League One right now. So it's almost as if Pro Rail is happening. Well, maybe not the real part, but the promotion in itself is happening because they are in first place. They have 41 points, 21 games played, uh, you know, leading the way a few points beyond their uh, following team, which would be Union Omaha there. So... Well-deserved, really, for that. And I know it's not because they're in first place and all that, but, hey, if they end up in first place, we could all just imagine there's promotion going on already, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that is that. But but thank you again, Jared, for uh, another USL Unsolved Mysteries. I know everyone, including myself, missed hearing that tune and hearing it in the background for as long as it lasts there in, in the background. And, you know... We'll probably be hearing some more, right? Because more and more things happen. And yeah, the USL is full of unsolved mysteries all the time. So I'm glad <laughs> they're coming back to uh, their uh, roots and, and having that too. So great. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last uh, final parting words here before we say good evening to everyone? Hey, just keep trundling forward, Republic, and just get those goals Put the ball in the back of the net and Danny Vidiolo, you just got to keep those clean sheets and continue to stay lucky. Well, let's hope I have a voice to actually uh, watch the Saturday's match with against Loudon. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, like Sharon said, uh, Danny, keep those uh, clean sheets up and please try not to get tangled up in the net again, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, go, and go Republic. Yeah, I echo that too. Yeah, try not to get tangled into it. And if you have to, then let it be with the ball being out of the net. You know, so if you need to do that, keep being Spider-Man and <laughs> getting into the, that net. <laughs> um, that might be his new nickname, right? Spider-Man Vidiello or Danny the Spider-Man Vidiello. <laughs> uh, lots of things uh, I think came out from this too, especially the, the Luther song, which I'm going to be replaying it, by the way, for everyone since we didn't really... Well, actually, you know, we had... We had the blooper earlier, but after the blooper, I'll be replaying it again. And I'm going to be keeping that sound bite, by the way, Jared. <laughs> you don't mind? <laughs> We're going to be replaying that. <laughs> yeah, no worries bites. on that. <laughs> There's some sound bites. I, I think I'm going to replay it so often so that way more people hear it and maybe they demand to hear it <laughs> at, at a Hard Hell Park game. So we'll see how far that goes. But at least it'll be here. At least, you know, we'll be playing it here and it'll be the, the new jingle and i'm sure sharon when we're out in section 105 
we'll be shouting at that, shouting that once we see uh, Luther getting subbed in, right? Just like we did with Dami that one time in uh, the Darth Vader intro we did. So it'll happen. And we, and we haven't done it since. We haven't done none, none, because he's just <laughs> like, okay, we do it a couple times and we're we're over it. Oh well. But the Luther one has to happen at some point, and we need to record it and. And all that, and maybe more people might catch on to it. There, at least the fans will be able to chant it as, as it's going on. So, all right, well, good luck to the team in, in over in Virginia. We wish them the best of luck and ha- getting the most goals. Russell, hopefully, getting back to first place for the Golden Boot and uh, lots of points for maybe one of us here or two of us because we're some of us have similar predictions too. And uh, making podcast winner dinner interesting too, as well as maintaining first place overall for us in usl championship everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode as usual we hope you have a good night and you'll catch us sometime next week potentially this week again if we manage to uh talk to hayden for uh, a short episode bonus episode of sorts but if not we'll see y'all next sunday here on stay the republic podcast cue the music and happy birthday elliot horde happy birthday hey happy birthday elliot yeah, I gotta agree with there. I mean, th- yeah, at this moment, this is a oh. no Jared slander zone. I mean, y'all, y'all can talk slander about me, but uh, but but yeah. not not the other Jared because yeah, no, that shot you leave that my, shot from Birmingham. Uh-oh. You leave my Jared Timmer out of this conversation. <laughs> but Dom, I, 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 I could talk about Jared Slaff then. <laughs> I'll take the verbal bullet. <laughs> but let me let me backtrack though, because yeah, you're right. I I didn't realize that. I was like, wait, it, for a second, I thought it was Jared Timmer. All right. I'll just say the whole entire goal again, too. Oh, God. Are you serious? We're going to review this. And then you're going to blame Dami, and then I'm going to say, no, they're supposed to be at that kind of an angle. No, Um, I I won't blame Dami. I'll just just say it was was a long pass. Oh, great. You're blaming Jared, but you won't touch Dami? Oh, okay, great. Whatever. (laughs) Favoritism! Jared has not gone to uh, McCoonies with us, so he's he's the low lord. (laughs) Oh, oh that's filthiness. That's <laughs> filthiness. Jared Timmer, you get to, you, because of what has happened here, Jared Timmer, if you listen to this, my treat, McCooney, we're going, bring Dommy. We'll get this whole thing straightened out. But yeah, we'll, we'll go. Come on. Let's go. I, I got the wrong number. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, it's a little blurry on, on my side here. So I thought, yeah, I need to make, make it HD here. But uh. you and your wife, we're going to McCooney. Let's go. My treat. <laughs> People won't realize like what we're talking about since I'll be cutting the first part, but it's gonna make it more funnier as to what happened there. Yeah, don't worry, guys. It's just minor mistake here that I made earlier, but it was cut out. So Luis, Luis, Luis had a little bit of a foot and mouth thing, you know, because he just, you know, he was picking and choosing who he wanted to blame. Anyhow, <laughs> let's but, move but, on. But his fellow Jared of the League of Jared stepped in, so yeah, J- Jared's got Jared's back. Oh, 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 Luther. Aren't you mad? <laughs> <laughs>